Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into Bleeding Green Nation. This is a BGN radio special because nothing happens on a Friday. They said you could take a nap. It's no problem. I'm your host, Michael Kist. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL. Follow my work at BleedingGreenNation.com. Here with me today to break down all of this breaking news is the supreme leader of Bleeding Green Nation. May he forever reign. Brandon Lee Gowton. Follow him on Twitter at Brandon Gowton. How you doing, brother? Mike, free agency hasn't even started yet, and we're already doing an emergency podcast. It's incredible. It's incredible. And we have we, we gotta talk about some Nelson Aguilar stuff too. But here's what's here's what's happening today, and we'll eventually work to the Eagles related stuff here. We already talked about this on the Kist and Solek show eighty-three that just dropped a couple hours ago. The Giants traded defensive end Olivier Vernon to the Browns for a right guard Kevin Zeitler, which is a fair trade for both teams. The Steelers this is an update. Traded right tackle Marcus Gilbert to Arizona for a late sixth round pick. And the big one that just dropped, the Eagles trade defensive end Michael Bennett. And it looks like what the terms are going to be if this is final is the Eagles are going to send Bennett and a seventh to the Patriots. And the Eagles are going to receive a fifth round pick. So the Eagles essentially recoup the value in which they traded Michael Bennett for when they first acquired him. They also get $7.2 million off the books. BLG, what was your instant reaction to this? Yeah, and I'll note too that those picks are actually next year. So they're in the 2020 NFL draft yes. as opposed to uh, this year, which kind of makes it even a little worse, honestly, you know, because you're, yeah. you have to wait another year for those picks. I mean, really. This all came together today, obviously, as we saw Michael Bennett on Good Morning Football earlier on Friday, kind of saying that not only is he not willing to take a pay cut, he wants a raise, actually, from his salary. And that's fair. I mean, I'm sure you guys talked about that on the show. I haven't listened yet, but that's fair. But it's also, it puts the Eagles in a tough spot, right? I mean, they're already tight on cap space. They, they're already spending a lot of money at the defensive end position. And I think people are kind of, you know, looking at this move and freaking out a bit and it's not ideal. And I was saying that last night when we were recording BGN Radio, John Stolnes and I, and I was saying like, it's not ideal to lose Michael Bennett. He's very good. He, he finished second on the Eagles in sacks last year with nine. He ranked 21st out of 109 edge defenders in pro football focuses pressure rate. He had the second most quarterback hits of any edge rusher in the NFL last year. You know, like yeah. losing him certainly is not ideal. At the same time, I think there were kind of, you know, multiple factors here working against his favor in terms of a return. And I think you have to look at the fact that he's going to turn 34 this season. I think you, you have to look at the fact that the Eagles are already tight on cap space and he wanted even more money. I think you have to look at the fact that there were issues in the locker room, apparently. You know, there were whispers of that last year and that those kind of went away when Derek Burnett got hurt. But I mean, guess mm. what? You know, he's not going to be hurt, hopefully, you know, in 2019, he's going to be starting. So I just think you look at a lot of factors here and it's just, it's not great, again, because you're just not getting 
much for him in return. Uh, at least you're getting something. You know, cutting him would have been pretty bad just to get nothing in return at all. You're getting a modest, a very, 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 very modest pig swap, um, but you're saving cap space in the process. And I just, I don't think it's a total disaster, Mike. I think people are kind of rushing to be like, you know, oh, this is terrible. And I'm just not quite there yet. Yeah. And as we were talking about it online with people, people were asking me after the Brandon Graham extension. And then earlier today, you know, we find out that Bennett said that he wanted a raise. And some of the stuff that you alluded to earlier, the playing time was an issue for him before Barnett went down. Obviously, Barnett's going to be back. But all these different things. And people are asking me. Would you rather have Brandon Graham or Michael Bennett? Because it looks like Graham coming back could really open the door to push Michael Bennett out, which is ultimately what happened here. And my answer to that was give me Brandon Graham because not only he's three years younger, the contract that Bennett was on, the money you can very, very easily get out from under, all the other whispers that were going along with him, and plus that factor that we don't talk about a whole lot, but he's got a trial that keeps getting pushed out you know, a month from now, and then it's going to be a couple months from now and whatnot. And eventually that trial is going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen with that. Maybe the Eagles know more about that, but we have no idea if that was a factor into this trade. But overall, if you're looking at Brandon Graham versus Michael Bennett, if that was the choice that the Eagles had to make, then I'm very okay with it being Brandon Graham. And I love Michael Bennett. And we raved about him on the Kiss and Solex shows and the recap shows. Every week he makes a couple of splash plays. This is a very nice addition for New England Patriots team, you know, the <laughs> defending Super Bowl champions that make a great ah. deal. And, and, and it's along the lines of what they like to do, which is, you know, getting reliable veteran players with cheap draft capital, something that the Eagles did. I mean, they brought in Michael Bennett for that same thing. So uh, interesting way to look at it is, would you rather have Graham or Bennett if it's you, BLG? Yeah, I'd rather have Brandon Graham. And that shouldn't be surprising to me, one of the big, uh, <laughs> to anyone else, really, as one of Brandon Graham's biggest fans here but i mean i just you kind of said it mike like he's three years younger there's never been any kind of issue about him in the locker room ever really he's a he's a very much a positive factor in that regard he's a leader in that locker room you know guys want him to be there he, he brings the energy and the optimism and the attitude up like he's a very happy guy in that locker room to have so you don't worry about that at all there's no worry about him getting suspended like which could potentially happen with michael bennett i don't know that for sure but just right. looking at the fact that i mean this was a felony by the way <laughs> like this was a felony he was indicted for last year and now you can question how serious it is in terms of you know it keeps getting pushed back so i don't know it obviously hasn't been super pressing, yeah. but I mean, that doesn't mean that we're not going to see the shoe drop on that at some point. And I, I look at how when Ezekiel Elliott got punished, it wasn't really the, it wasn't the season that like, it wasn't that season when the off season incident happened, you know, it was the season after that season. And the same thing with Nigel Brad, when he had the, you know, the whole cabana boy thing, he, that <laughs> happened in 2016 and he actually didn't, or 2017 or whatever it was, and he didn't get suspended until 2018. So I don't think it's impossible that Michael Bennett could be facing some punishment this year. And it's not even just about the justice system. Like the criminal, you know, that he could get legally cleared, and that's all well and good in terms of he's not facing any jail time or anything. But the NFL still has the personal conduct policy, and they can suspend him, you know, if they feel like they need to because of an image problem or whatever. So I just think that's a factor you have to consider as well into the, uh, the, the locker room stuff and everything else. I just said, uh, I just think that's, it's not as simple as like, 
it seems to be on the surface. Like this isn't a Madden deal. You know what I mean? This not isn't like there's no strings attached to it. You just make the 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 trade in a video game and the Patriots clearly win because there's no strings attached. I just I think it's more complicated than that. I was saying that on the BGN Radio podcast from last night. So this isn't, you know, revisionist history here. It's what I've been saying all along. And really, Mike, like I don't get why there's a panic. Like the Eagles are just going to be totally screwed without him. When you look at all the options still remaining in free right. agency and the NFL draft, like they, the Eagles can still add a, a lot of, they have a lot of different options, a ton of different options. I think, um, you know, some of the guys out there that you're seeing hit the market, like you just saw Cam Wake hit the market. Now, you know, you don't want him starting for you ideally, but who's to say he can't take the Michael Bennett role and be productive. And by the way, you know, he used to play for the Eagles defensive special assistant now in Matt Burke when he was the def- uh, the defensive coordinator for the Dolphins over the past couple of years. So um, there's guys out there, you know, Terrell Suggs, obviously another older guy. It sounds like he might not be back with Baltimore and there's the Joe Douglas connection right there. So you can almost find like that kind of Michael Bennett player and hopefully someone who's a little bit cheaper than he would have been with wanting the pay, the, the pay raise and everything. And also hopefully not having to worry about the attitude problem. So I just think, you know, before we um, crucify Harry Roseman for this, if you're doing that, like just to relax a little bit and see how it plays out. Yeah, there are multiple factors going into that decision. And I believe I said this on the Kiston Solak show that we just recorded. I may have edited that part out because obviously I had to put a breaking news indent in there to change things up. But they were going to have to make a tough decision one way or another with Bennett. We don't know all the details or the factors going in with that as far as the locker room chemistry and all this other ancillary stuff, but a decision was going to have to be made. And if there is a GM out there that I trust to smartly use $7.2 million, I'm putting that in the hands of Howie Roseman. I'm totally fine with that. And speaking of that, more of the overarching theme here, as the Eagles start to clear more money, Lane Johnson restructures his contract. Kelsey does the extension where it saves $4 million. So total, you're talking about over 10 mil, close to 11 mil, I think, both for just those two combined. They extend Siomalu on a cheap team-friendly deal. You release Bennett. There's a decision to be made about Nelson Aguilar, who we're going to talk about here in a second. But (laughs) all of these moves are being made to clear this cap space. And I know as each foot drops, as each shoe drops, that people are going to start pointing at Le'Veon Bell. And I've said for a long time that Le'Veon Bell most likely is not going to be in Philadelphia just because of the cost and the cost associated with the position. Now, with that said, with the money that they are clearing, do you think there is a big name out there in free agency that they're eyeing? I know that it might not be a big name, but it's a high value position as far as what's being paid out there were rumors out there that the eagles would be interested in somebody like ryan fitzpatrick from the bucks you talked about it on bgn uh, radio episode 40 just that dropped today it's now, it seems like we've recorded a lot today uh but is there like a big name out there maybe it's Evan coleman something like that that the eagles are really eyeing and that's why they're clearing all this space or is this just a move to kind of move some money around save them some money for the long term to deal with the eventual foot that drops with the wentz contract like wh- what do you make of all this yeah, I don't think it's like there's one key golden move that they're trying to make with all this, such right. as like an into 
Antonio Brown trade or a Le'Veon Bell signing. I don't think that's the purpose here. I think the saving cap space is just part of the equation into it. But I mean, I think I guess where my mind is at right now in terms of what they do in free agency is something that Harry Roseman kind of talked about when he was at the NFL Combine this year. And he had mentioned that the Rodney McLeod and the Brandon Brooks kind of signings, like those kind of deals. So I'm wondering almost if he's kind of going in that direction of someone who's not quite, you know, that Le'Veon Bell superstar guy you recognize but maybe like a Tevin Coleman and then you bring in some like some solid players basically as opposed to just trying to put all your eggs in one basket with a megastar guy and and let's talk about that real quick I want to talk about those two players that you just brought up and then I'll kick it right back to you because both of those players were brought in on deals that looked fairly big but I wrote this up for bleedinggreennation.com in their first year of the contract their their cap hits weren't over five million dollars so they were still somewhat conservative deals even though they were quote unquote splash signings he really doesn't make that like cannonball type splash of free agency they're more smart like give me a reliable starter that's proven himself in the league and I'm going to pay him a little bit and then if I need to kick the can down the road a little bit later I'll just put the can at a distance and then shoot it when I need to so that's kind of the, the kind of the feeling with what how he likes to do in free agency yeah and the other thing is like we all know they have to play the comp pick game to some extent uh, right. you're not going out and, you know, losing Nick Foles to the Jaguars, presumably, and potentially getting a third round compensatory pick for him and then going out and making a signing that like cancels that out, ideally. I mean, unless you're getting a guy you're signing and you just really feel good about him, I guess you're not going to worry about that. But, you know, ideally, you don't want to lose those comp picks. So right. I think they're going to play that comp pick game. I think they could be looking to be active in trades. We already saw that Duke Johnson rumor from earlier this week. Um, yeah. So I, there's going to be options. It's it's free agency, man. There's going to be a ton of options out there. They have the cap space to work and go in a bunch of different directions, basically. So, and we don't know. That's the thing. That's the fun thing. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, it, it's going to be crazy. We still don't know what's going to happen with Nelson Aguilar, which I guess we should really talk about here because that's honestly probably the most singular important part about this podcast. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, Howie Roseman is going to keep us on our toes. And right now, Benjamin Solak needs to keep his head on a swivel because he (laughs) wrote a piece for BleedingGreenNation.com, which is titled, Is Nelson Aguilar Worth $9.4 million, where he breaks down his last year, his performance. He feels he's a replacement-level player. And this is something, an article that you tweeted a quote from it. And you said Nelson Aguilar's name in the tweet, knowing that Nelson (laughs) Aguilar is a Twitter stalker that will search his name and has liked previous tweets from Ben before. Aguilar finds this tweet. He likes it. He retweets it. And then he quote tweets it with only time will tell. So Nelson Aguilar, very interested in his own future and very interested in what the writers at Bleeding Green Nation, specifically Benjamin Solak, what he has to say about his future in Philadelphia. I will defend myself by saying that even if I did not type Nelson Aguilar's name, it would have showed up uh, in a search anyway because it's in the URL that Ben wrote and I didn't write the URL for this post. So uh, it's all Ben's fault. 
ultimately yeah. i was just sharing the article uh yeah that's that's really interesting to me uh, i think i kind of talked about this before when because we've known for a little bit now that nelly has been like liking on a lot of these tweets that have been like now snaggler is not good enough he's not worth the 9.4 so he's been doing this for a while now but i mean this is obviously taking it to a next <laughs> level with the quote tweet the retweet and the like, not only on my tweet, but um, Ben's article that yeah. is to his tweet for the article as well. So, I mean, that's that's really intense there. What did Ben call it? The Holy Trinity? It's, it's the Holy Trinity. All we're missing, I feel like, is just like a screenshot of the tweet <laughs> next. And maybe that's going to show up on like Instagram. He's just going to, and then that, he's going to share that on Facebook. It's just going to, in Snapchat, everything is just going to get, boom, it's going to cycle through all of that there. Um, I, I almost feel like, you know, if he knew he was gone, he wouldn't be doing this, right? Like, I, right. I don't think that's crazy to say. Like, it just, it, it would feel, and, and maybe he doesn't know he's going to be gone, to be fair. But I'm just saying, like, if he knew he was definitely going to be gone, I don't think he'd kind of be, like, almost, like, taunting us or right. trolling us like this. You know, there was someone that put out on Twitter that Gerald McCoy was going to be cut from the Buccaneers. And McCoy was right on it and said, what do you hear? Because I haven't heard anything. It was, like, yeah. shutting it down right away. It doesn't seem like, to your point, that Nelson Aguilar is doing that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's bizarre. It's kind of weird. Um, and Nelson really hasn't been a, a big social media guy, I feel like, prior to this. Like, he's not one of these guys who's on social media all the time saying stuff. Um, this is definitely new and interesting to me. And look, I mean, they have to make a decision on that option by this Wednesday, uh, March 13th at 4 p.m., if they're going to keep that 9.4 million number or if they're going to find a way to lower that somehow, maybe sign him to an extension. Ben thinks uh, the number that he's at right now is what is most likely he's going to be kept at this season. I really don't agree with that. I just think I just think it's so high. I just don't think it's like I don't think the team wants that at all. But at the same time, I mean, I guess they don't really have a lot of alternatives if you know he says no. So I don't know. I, I said it to John last night when we were doing BGN Radio. I legitimately think it's like one of the most interesting decisions this team has to make this offseason. Gun to your head is, and I did this... <laughs> For Kiston Solak, 83, I asked Ben, gun to your head, is Michael Bennett on the team in 2019? I said that he wouldn't be. Ben said that he would. So we're not going to ask Ben because he's obviously wrong on all these things. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll ask you, gun to your head, is Nelson Aguilar on the team in 2019? I'm going to say yes on this one. Yeah, I'll say yes. But I mean... It's not like I feel great about that. All right. So that's that. And you said you covered that in BGN Radio episode 40. Is that correct? I think you got when I was editing, I heard you guys talking about that a bunch. Yeah. Yes. So check out BGN Radio episode 40. Check out the Kist and Solak show episode 83, which we knew we're gonna get, it was going to get dated, but there's a ton of great content on there. Uh, BLG, I don't know if we've, well, we have the listeners here. I don't know if we have sufficiently celebrated the fact that In the six months since our relaunch here with BGN, with Bleeding Green Nation doing the podcast thing, that we are well over 1 million downloads right now. What a great accomplishment by you, gentle listeners, and also getting us to darn near 800 ratings in Apple Podcasts, over 300 reviews, really letting your voice be heard. We really appreciate you guys. BLG, do you want to take a second to address the people, your people, my supreme leader? I do. Uh, thank you, everyone, <laughs> for listening. Obviously, it's been awesome. Uh, the relaunch, you know, honestly, I didn't really know what to expect. And you know that, Mike, when I, yeah. we were going through all this and I was like, man, I really don't know what the numbers are going to look like with a brand new podcast feed. And 
obviously me being very dumb, I shouldn't have doubted everyone. I shouldn't <laughs> have doubted our team because we, we crushed it. You know, we came in here and uh, we really have done an awesome job so far. I know everyone really enjoys me right now just praising ourselves, but really <laughs> it's, it's, it's not about us. It's about you, it's you, the listener are the gentle listener, I should say, are coming you know, to this podcast. You're subscribing, you're rating. We do a better job with the reviews, to be honest, just to be, just to be honest with everyone. The, the ratings are great. That's very low effort. You just click the star. The review, you got to type stuff out. I get it. It takes time. But you, you can just you can type a sentence. You know, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be a whole paragraph. So just type a yeah. sentence. Tell us what you do like about the podcast, uh, what you don't like, criticism, whatever. Just leave five stars and then give us a review. We'd really appreciate that. It's been awesome so far. One million in the span of, um, what was it, six months? Just over six months. Yeah, six just months over six week. months. That's crazy. Um, and man, it's only going to be more with free agency here. So we will be here for you, obviously, with these emergency podcasts and these reactions and everything. And we'll have a ton of content on bleedinggreennation.com. So just stay tuned here. Again, it, it's like I say in the opener. <laughs> Why would you listen to any other Eagles podcast? And that's true because didn't you mention that the compensation for Michael Bennett on BGN Radio 40? I was off by a round. So I said a fourth oh. for a sixth. But I did say to the Patriots. I was like, I would keep an eye on right. him to the Patriots. So again, I nailed that. I nailed Cody Parkey missing the field goal in the Bears playoff game. So again, you just you listen to this podcast and you get all the answers for what's going to happen in the future. And we got to keep recording because every time we record, something happens with the Eagles that forces us into this situation. But we don't mind. We have you covered here at Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure you're checking out all the updates on BleedingGreenNation.com for everything that drops with the Eagles. We thank you for listening to this emergency Michael Bennett podcast. We will catch you next time here on BGN. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts.